Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepard talk about what to do when you feel tired and defeated. Let's hear what they have to say. You know, we're talking about for parents who are tired and defeated. Two words, don't quit. Don't give up. You know, the tendency that most of us have is when we get worn out, fatigued, you know, just fed up, right. we've had it up to here, is when really we're worth done, this? Yeah. yeah, you just kind of go, you know what, my child's going to turn 18 soon. I can hold my breath until they turn 18. <laughs> you know, they're going to be out of the house. Mm-hmm. And, and it's very difficult when you have a prodigal at home who doesn't decide to leave and decides just to stay there and act like a prodigal, it becomes very wearing. And so it's going to be important for parents to to structure some things differently, to take a different stance and to say, you know what, I'm going to help my child get through some things. I am worn out. I am tired. But you know what? I'm not going to quit. You know, maybe your experience is different, but I can't think of a single case where if mom and dad give up, things turn out all right for the teen. Mom and dad have to hang in there. They have to hang in there. You know, and you hang in there in the relationship. I mean, because the tendency when you quit one thing, then you quit the other. A child needs your relationship. The home can be in chaos and still have the relationship and, and a child can make it through. I know of some places that kids have grown up in some horrendous situations, but because they have relationships with people within those horrendous situations, they do well. What I'm talking about is more along the line of parents who say, you know what, I've been pushing against this wall forever. And I'm worn out, and I just can't do it anymore. I know you've got lots of help and hope for us today, but it's summarized in those two words, don't quit. Mark, I know that parents get worn out, and uh, teens who are struggling just uh, just wear us down completely, don't they? They do. I mean, and most of the time people just go, I quit. I want to give up, yeah. and I, I don't want to do it anymore. I mean, there is some part where you give and give and give, and then your child offends you, does something wrong, goes against what you're saying, defies your authority, doesn't listen, blunders in some way, makes a mistake, fails at something, and then you don't get the support that you feel that you need, and then something begins to happen. I mean, there is a point where you go, I have... I am done. It's like Popeye saying, I've taken all I can stand. <laughs> it takes no more. <laughs> and I can stand no more. You, you know, know we, we've talked about this before, that parents uh, tend to isolate themselves when they go through something yeah, like this yeah. as well. That works against us in this regard. It really does because you don't get energized from anybody else. There is something about talking to somebody else that invigorates me as I work through my struggles and my difficulties. And that's so important to not isolate yourself. All right, what are your suggestions? How do we find a way to kind of take a step back and, and regain uh, some strength here. Absolutely. You know, I, I think there's, a, there's an opportunity for parents to say, you know, if I am tired and I am worn out, you need to take a break. And you go, wait, wait a minute, I can't take a break. If I leave home, everything's going to fall apart. Or I you, can't afford to leave home. That's right. But you can't afford not to leave home sometimes to, to take a break, to find a resting spot, to change your sleeping habits, to get up earlier, to have some calm quiet time for yourself so that so that you can become refreshed in some way. You know, downtime where you can collect your thoughts, meet with the Lord, mm-hmm. and you 
you may get a different perspective, you know, on the situation. Whatever that is, go visit somebody for two or three days, drive somewhere, go camping. I mean, send your kids off to camp somewhere. I, you know, sometimes I think parents send kids to camp for them to have a great experience, <laughs> the parents and the kids. Yeah, right. You know, the, because they say, we want a break. There is nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being selfish and taking some of that time upon yourself. You know, something else that can wear you down is that when you're going through a struggle with your teen, it just escalates day after day. The it temper- does. The temperature rises every day. You've got to find a way to back it down. That's right? right. You know, and I think there's an opportunity to say, you know what, I, I need to move and be gentle. You know, even though it demands a strong response Sometimes I just need to be gentle and say, you know, this gentle approach invites a kind response so that you're not tearing yourself up. But most of the times parents are getting worn out because they don't understand what's happening with their home or it is chaotic and spinning out of control. And you've got to put some order to it. And I mean, we spend a lot of time with families helping them put order to their home so that they can avoid some chaos and implement some change. But there's a side of it that they've got to make sure they're taking care of themselves. I mean, they've got to be tired. Everything looks worse when you're fatigued. And so you've got to get a break. And I can just imagine some parent listening thinking, but you don't know how bad it is in my house. You don't know the things that have been said and the things that have been done. How can I possibly, you know, regain that uh, that composure? It is. It's tough. You know, I mean, it's really tough. Or how can I regain the relationship when yeah. somebody's damaged it so hard? Yeah. You know what? You are now gaining an understanding of grace. Hmm. Because grace is getting something that you don't deserve. And perhaps this is the time that your kids need that. But you need to be in shape to do that. You need to be up to the point that you can function. And if you're just absolutely worn out, take a break in some way. What do you mean when you say that we should try a different approach? Well, you know, I think the the different approach is that if what you're doing isn't working, you've got to do something different. I mean, if your best thinking has got you to where you are, and it's not working. And I always ask people when they tell me all the things they're doing within their home and how great it is, and yet they're talking to us about sending their kid to live with us. I go, well, is it working for you? Mm-hmm. You know, and if it's not working, then, then why continue along the same path? Because there is something about a process that doesn't work that is twice as wearing as the same process that is working. When I know that there's a result, I get refreshed from that. When I know that it's not working and I feel that it's futile, I stop and it's more wearing on me. And so that's where a parent has got to say, you know what, I've got to try a different approach. There's some risk involved, though. There is, because it may not work. But you know what, what you're doing isn't working either. Mm -hmm. And so the risks may be that that there's a 50-50 chance of a new approach working, and you can move in that direction. But the other side of it is I may engage and ask for somebody's counsel, and, and there's an opportunity for something to be different. I think that hope is lost with parents when they really believe that there is never going to be a change. And I think things can always change. Sometimes I leave, I, I get away, I go on vacation, I spend time thinking about what I'm doing, and I usually come back and say, here are the changes that we're going to make. Hmm. My staff hates me going on vacation because <laughs> I always come back and say, how do we make it easier on everybody? And here's the ideas. Because you can't think in the midst of the battle. Mm-hmm. You've got to get away and look at the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. 
And you tell us we should celebrate when good things happen. Now, maybe there there are few and far between, but but (laughs) when they come, you have to celebrate. Celebrate them. You have to celebrate. You know, it's. I mean, progress is not an immediate change. Progress is where a child, if they yell at you every day and then move to a point where it's just every other day, you know what? That's a hundred percent improvement. And if eventually gets over a year's time that it's just once a week, then it gets worse just once a month. Then it gets where it's just once every six months. It's steady improvement. It's a long obedience in the same direction that changes the direction of your home. And it's you recognizing that things are better and they are getting better, which which ushers in a sense of hope that we're going to get to a good place. I like that thought a lot. It helped me as a parent when our kids were growing up to take that long view. You know, whatever the, however dark the day seems, take the long view. What's going to be like five years from now for that child? Right. And what you're doing is preparing your teens for those days that they will leave home, flourish on their own, and get married and have kids. And with that in view, there's an opportunity to change your perspective about what you're doing. You're not just wasting your time doing nothing and sitting around yelling and screaming at one another. You are, you are helping them get to a better point. But that view, that perspective also fuels a training and a preparing of your child for that next step mm-hmm. in their life. How is it that, now I, I have uh, two children, both grown now, but when they were growing up, they were as different as night and oh, day. Oh, yeah, yeah. You almost have to treat each one a little bit different. They can ha- they can still function under the same rules at home, under the same guidelines, with the same standards. But at some point, you just have to say, you know what? This works for you, and this works for you. It's two different things. So you have to, you have to celebrate that uniqueness of well, each Well, there child? is a uniqueness about it. I mean, I think a child is a gift from God, and, and uh, I believe in the sanctity of life. I believe in the sanctity of life of the unborn child, but I also believe in the sanctity of life of a teen Hmm. and and the uniqueness of that teen and that thumbprint that God has placed on their life. And so I've got to treat them as such as well. There's something special. I need to look at that, celebrate that, and and try to change some ways where I'm not just focused on all the difficulties and struggles, but on some of the goodness that's in their life. You love your teen, but lately, you don't recognize them. Your daughter starts talking, acting, and dressing like a total stranger. Your son loses all interest in engaging. You tiptoe around them, trying to get through, but unable to overcome the sudden distance between you. What happened? You're not alone. Situations like this are normal, even in the most wonderful families. Mark Gregston has walked with thousands of families going through difficult times with their teens and even experienced it firsthand. He's helped them navigate their teens' most difficult years, and he can help you too. In his book, What's Happening to My Teen, Mark shares stories of change, hope, and compassion that will give you insight and wisdom into what's happening in your home and in the heart of your teen. It's not a magic spell to fix everything, but it can give you encouragement and practical advice for the road ahead. You can order What's Happening to My Teen by visiting parentingteenresources.org. Well, there's lots of parents out there with lots of stories, Mark. You know, there are, and and most parents, if they're normal, if they're like me, they want to quit. And, (laughs) And my comment to parents all the time is, you know what? God has prepared you 
to work with your child during the difficult times. Mm -hmm. And everything you've been practicing for, this is the day. And so when God calls you up to bat, uh, it's okay to take swings. It's okay to, (laughs) you know, when you learn which balls to strike at. stay in the game. Stay in the game and don't quit. Mom and dad, don't quit. Mom and dad, do not quit. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.